Hello and welcome to the Weekend Wrap for the week on Wednesday. I am Ben Davison. It is Sunday the 13th of March 2022 and I hope wherever you are it is sunny, warm and dry. I appreciate that for many people in the east coast of Australia that is not the case at the moment. Uh, Let's start with what happened on Insiders this morning. So Brendan O'Connor, the Shadow Defence Minister, was the interview guest for David Spears. And I have to say, I think Brendan did an excellent job dealing with the absolute nonsense that is defence policy debate in this country. The Morrison government is obsessed with the idea of an arbitrary 2% of GDP spend in defence. What we have seen from the Morrison government when it comes to meeting that spending target, and it is a spending target, not an investment target, not a capability target, a spending target, is absolute huge amounts of waste. We've seen government contracts be given to Liberal Party donors who have no staff, no assets, billions of dollars, billions of taxpayer dollars wasted in the defence area. Peter Dutton has no qualms about this, no regrets about any of these things. We've seen money wasted on tanks, money wasted on helicopters, money wasted on frigates that don't exist, submarines that don't exist. We had a defence deal to build submarines with Japan that was pulled apart, a defence deal with France to build submarines that was pulled apart. Now we have a defence deal with the United States and the UK that nobody really seems to know what's in it, what it will entail, or when we will get them. Greg Sheridan went on Sky. Greg Sheridan, who himself admitted he's not a natural enemy of the Morrison government, absolutely has torn apart the Morrison government's defence policy. But this arbitrary concept of percentage of GDP, this false argument that we have to have 100,000 troops in uniform, a defence force is as good as what you can use it for. Yes, it's true that under the end of the Gillard government, the number of men and women in uniform went down, as did our commitment to the Afghan war. When you have less soldiers at war, you need less soldiers. Somehow or another, the Morrison government seems to think we need 100,000, nice round arbitrary number, men and women in uniform. We're not at war. We're hoping not to be at war. But somehow or another, we need 100,000 troops in uniform. We need 2% of GDP to be spent, to be spent on defence spending. And yet, when it comes to actually deploying our defence force, when it comes to the capability of our defence force, the Morrison government has failed. It failed to deliver defence force capabilities in aged care. It failed to deliver defence force capabilities in flood relief. This is a government obsessed with announcements headline figures, and photo ops. A 2% of GDP defence spending target is ridiculous, in my view, my personal view. You have to have capability targets. It's like if a major company went out and said, we're going to spend 
2% or 10% or 25% of our revenue on advertising, regardless of what it generates, regardless of what comes of it. Here's a big bucket of cash. Go out and go nuts. That's what we're seeing the Morrison government do in defence. Lots of photo ops, lots of spending, not much capability to show for it. And I'll give you the classic example, the one that many, many Australians are living through right now, and that's the floods. Last night, there was a fundraiser on on three of the major television networks to raise money for flood relief. $25 million was raised. That included $2.5 million from the New South Wales government. New South Wales government should just be spending the money on relieving people who need help. The insurance bill for Brisbane alone is likely to top a billion dollars. Harvey Norman gave a donation. Well, of course they did. They've already taken so much of our taxpayer cash. These telethons are a really lovely, feel-good thing that I'm more than happy to contribute to and more than happy for Australians to participate in. What they can't do, what they shouldn't do, is act as a diversion from the responsibilities of government. It is the responsibility of the Commonwealth Government to provide support to people in need. At the moment, in northern New South Wales, there are some people who are in flood-ravaged areas who are eligible to access support. They live in Liberal and National Party-held seats. There are some people who have lost everything, whose houses have been destroyed, who have nowhere to live, who have no access to Commonwealth Government support, and they live in seats that don't have a Morrison Government MP. This is corrupt behaviour. There is no way to describe it other than corrupt behaviour. Morrison pork barrels. Morrison hands out to people who help him. It is disgusting and disgraceful and anti-democratic. And for him to appear on the telethon as though he's just an ordinary bloke, an ordinary citizen wanting to help out his fellow Australians, is a disgrace. He holds the highest office in the land. He has a checkbook bigger than any in the country. And yet, Scott Morrison is withholding support from people in seats that didn't vote for him. Now, I've often argued that focusing on pork barrelling can have the reverse effect, that people might go, actually, we have to vote for a Morrison government or else we're not going to get support. I think that ship has literally been washed away. I think people are now onto the idea that Morrison is an anti-democratic, anti-Australian leader. Support should go to those who need it. It's a fundamental tenet of Australian values. We don't pick and choose who gets help based on how they vote. We don't pick and choose who gets help based on what they believe, based on their political preference, their religious preference, their gender, their sexual identity, 
None of those things matter when someone needs a helping hand. What matters is, can we help them up? That's it. That's the Australian value. Morrison was on the Today Show this morning, refusing to accept, refusing to accept the narrative that he blame shifts, that he's late to every party and always comes empty-handed, refusing to accept the reality that millions of Australians have now had to face, and that is at the start of COVID, he told people to go to Centrelink. He had to be forced to bring in a wage subsidy basically at the end of the electoral barrel. He ignored the millions of casual workers who had no choice but to go to work sick or not be able to pay their rent. He ignored the crisis in aged care. He was slow on rolling out vaccines, slow on rolling out boosters. Third dose booster shots remain at less than two-thirds rolled out. And that is having a huge impact. In New South Wales today, 13,000 cases of COVID. Victoria, nearly 5,200. 11 deaths. We are only at the start of autumn. It is the second week of March. We are likely to have a significant outbreak of COVID in the coming weeks. The New South Wales government is already laying the groundwork to say that cases may double, may double in the next few weeks. And then, of course, that will put pressure on our hospital system again. Once again, Morrison has failed to deliver more support for hospitals, failed to deliver support for people in flood-ravaged parts of the country, attacked the WA government and supported Clive Palmer's attempts to bring down Mark McGowan and the border that protected WA for so long. Morrison believes he has saved the country. It is a belief built around the spin, the photo ops and the lies that he and his government have told. And I want to give you another example. So this week, the end of the week, the federal court upheld Morrison government prosecution to ban the flying of the Eureka flag on construction sites. The Eureka flag is a fundamental symbol of democracy in Australia. I'm from Ballarat. The legend of Eureka, the story of Eureka, the history of Eureka is part of our daily lives in the town of Ballarat. We know that democracy in Victoria and the Commonwealth was one with the blood of working people. The Eureka flag is the symbol which flew over the Eureka stockade. The Southern Cross was the symbol upon which the miners swore to uphold solidarity with one another in the pursuit of democratic ideals. The Morrison government is banning it because unions fly it. Unions, those democratic organisations that are such a menace to those who would exploit working people. And a federal court justice 
who has a history of siding with claims made by bosses, found in favour of the Morrison government. This has been a prosecution over the course of two years, two years during which the Morrison government has not implemented the findings of the Boland Review into workplace health and safety laws, two years during which nearly 20 people a year have died in construction, two years in which the construction industry around the country has had to open up, close down, face down COVID, deal with testing, and at the same time, two major tier one construction firms, Grocon and ProBuild, have gone under. And with them going under, so have subcontractors, independent contractors, and many, many workers lost their livelihoods. None of that has been part of the Morrison government's agenda. The Australian Building and Construction Commission has done nothing about any of those issues. Instead, it has focused its attention on trying to ban the Eureka flag flying on construction sites, ban a symbol of Australian democracy from construction sites around the country. Because what they fear is that children walking past in the major cities will see the Eureka flag flying from a crane and ask their parents, what's that flag? And their parents will have to say, that's the flag the union flies that flew over the Eureka stockade. Why does the union fly that flag? Because unions believe in our democratic rights. That's a conversation that the Morrison government would rather people weren't having in the streets of Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane and Perth and Adelaide and Hobart and our major regional centres. That's a conversation they'd rather didn't happen anywhere. So they've banned the flag. Now, who knows? Who knows whether this assault on the freedom of speech of the Australian people, on the freedom of political expression of the Australian people will be upheld at the end of the day. What we do know is the Morrison government is likely to try and continue to enforce it. This is an anti-democratic, anti-Australian values government. Wants us to be afraid. Afraid to the point where we maintain a larger standing army than any time in our peace time history. Why do we need so many soldiers? They can't answer that question, except for some kind of existential sabre-rattling nonsense. Why can't we fly the Eureka flag? Well, they can't really answer that question either. Why can't we have safer workplaces? Why do 865,000 Australians have to work two or more jobs? These are all questions they won't answer. They can't answer. They're not interested in answering. So tomorrow is Labor Day across much of the country. Of course, we know that over the course of time, Labor Day has been moved around in different states by different conservative governments. But tomorrow, we'll be marching. We'll be marching in Ballarat, the Labor Day March, with our union comrades, and we'll be flying the Eureka flag. 
will be flying it because working people gave their lives for our democracy. They gave their lives at Eureka. They gave their lives at Gallipoli. They gave their lives in the deserts of Africa and the jungles of Borneo. They gave their lives in Vietnam, Afghanistan, and Iraq. We support a strong Australia. We condemn the waste of the Morrison-Dutton government. We condemn the idea that individuals have to bail themselves out from natural disaster and that somehow or another government giving a donation to a telethon is equal to government doing its job. And we certainly condemn banning the symbols of working-class history and the democratic evolution of this country. Thank you so much for listening to The Weekend Wrap. Don't forget to join Van and I for The Week on Wednesday this Wednesday. Do like, comment, share. We also sent out a video to our Cadre supporters from our uh, buy me a coffee page this week buymeacoffee.com slash week on Wednesday and of course if you support the Eureka flag and support democracy in this country you need to join your union we say this every week australianunions.org.au slash wow w-o-w to join your union and make it clear that democracy is a grassroots a grassroots endeavour as Van has said Democracy is a use it or lose it principle. So hopefully you'll join your union. You want to support our podcast, go over to the Buy Me A Coffee page and don't forget to check out Van's book, Q and On and On, A Short and Shocking History of Internet Conspiracy Cults, now available as an audio book on Apple and just about anywhere you get an audio book. And hopefully you'll tune in and hear us on Wednesday afternoon. Until then, be kind to yourself and to each other.